Tanong, tanong. Ay, sandali, sandali. Okay, uh, good afternoon. I'm Brother Ferdinand. So I'm asking Brother Francis uh, how how he explain the Christian uh, 5, 5, 5, 7, 7, 7, and 8, and uh, John 1, 18, the monogenes theos, and in 1 John 5, 7, uh, 3 in 1, and 3... Uh, they are and one. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, so let me start my explanation. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. So, First uh, John five seven uh, claimed by some scholars that they are not in the original. That it was just added later by Trinitarians. Okay. Uh, later, of course, Trinitarians later appeared. Uh, it could possibly be true, but let's say we will use the scripture. Even though they have become Trinitarian in the beginning, their, their Trinitarianism is not uh, so so far out as it is today. The Trinitarianism before was not as worse as it is today. So, the Trinitarianism before uh, uh uh, only came as close as oneness. Like, let me give an idea. Um, Tertullian, when he started the word persona, he was referring to a mask. Trinitas personas, three masks. He was not referring to three beings, three God persons. Persons were not meant as beings. Persona then, uh, Tertullian meant it to be as mask. One One actor changing masks in a play. So the original Trinitas is not as worse as it is today that there are three beings. Each being is a God person. Okay? Now, so, so it, there's, it's alright if ever the early primitive Trinitarians changed the script, ad, added that scripture. There's no problem. Now let's go to the understanding. Uh, Father, Word, in the spirit, these three are one. Now, when you say are, some will claim that's plural. There are three of them. There's no problem. Why? Because there are distinction. You distinguish the Father from the Word. Word is Logos. But that's not another God. But can you say that the Logos and the Father are one? Yes. No problem. How about the Spirit? Can you distinguish the Spirit from the Father? Yes, because the Spirit is the Holy Spirit. You feel His presence on earth. You feel His power on earth. So you, you call God the Father because you give Him reverence on high. You distinguish it from the Holy Spirit because you feel the same God in your heart beside you, His presence. So that's the distinction. How about the Logos? The same. The Logos, it's God's Word. It's about Himself. A revelation of Himself. The Word there is not the physical Son, the conscious Son. It is the Logos. You look at the original. It's the Logos. If that's the Logos, can that be the Son? Yes. The Logos refers to the Son. The Son is the Logos of God. But it is the Logos, not the Son. Not God the Son. 
So these three are one. No problem. Are because the three thing the three that were mentioned are distinct. They are one. The following verse: the water, the the water, the spirit, and the blood. These three agree in one. There are three that bear record on earth. The water, the the blood, the water, and the spirit. These three agree in one. So they are earthly witnesses. So, so earthly witnesses, there's no problem. The water, the blood, and the spirit are not the same things. But it it's not about God. It's not about three gods agreeing in one, or three persons agreeing in one. These are three elements of a, a newborn baby, a three elements of a born-again Christian. These three agree in one. Repentance. Uh, baptism in water. Uh, and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. These three agree in one. You must pass through these three. So th- these are the, what we call, witnesses on earth. The witnesses on earth have that, those born again have those three elements in them. Of course, the, wor- the water could also apply the water of the word. There's the symbolical spiritual water and there's the lit- physical literal water. Okay? Of baptism. Okay, l- let's move on to John 1.18. Uh, I know your question, but could you, for the record, could you repeat your question of homog- hom- monogenes theos? The monogenes theos. Uh, it, it means that the, the firstborn Okay, okay, okay. I have to stop it because the, the the young people are very you know noisy. Okay, so I've uh, I've watched that in INC TV that they say there are two translations similar to the explanation of First John five seven. Uh, it was not there in the original. Uh, INC TV uh, shared that uh, what I watched that uh, um, monogenesteos is not the correct translation, <laughs> but monogenesteos. So one of the answer I will give you is the similar to the version of INC. There's another an, other um, other manuscripts that say. No problem, no problem. So, uh, let me give my explanation to that. Uh, monogenes huyusteos or monogenesteos, no problem. It is understood to be monogenes of theos. You don't have to say huyos. To say it that monogenes comes from God. That's why King James that may, not, may not necessarily have Huyos in their manuscript or son. So, I'm just saying that's just one of the answers. There are man, if there are manuscripts, if there are manuscripts, just check it out, okay? Are there manuscripts that there are, is monogenes Huyos Teos? So, check it out. If what INC said is true, there are manuscripts, there's no problem with that, okay? But I'm not going to that reasoning of the others that this is a correct, more correct manuscript that is more wrong manuscript. Let's go to the uh, definition of monogenes theos. 
before I learned, I watched the INC TV, I already knew about monogenestios. But uh, the interpretation is still the the seed of God, the uh, not necessarily son of God, the seed of God, the only mono, only seed of God. So there, that's where you get the only begotten son of God. Okay, that's the King James English. So here in monogenestios, it doesn't mean Theos himself is a seed. It's understood he's the seed of God. We have many scriptures for that. Now, let's talk about the another version of Trinitarian or Oneness to claim that the baby is God. Monogenes himself is God. So that's, that's where you get the NIV and Good News uh, version that says he is God. The only begotten son of God is God in that other versions of the Bible. I believe you have read that, right? In other versions of John 1.18, in other versions of the Bible, they directly say, the child is God, that, that the only begotten son, the son who is beside the father, seeping, no? Beside the father, bosom of the father. He is God himself. <laughs> you can find that in other Bible re- uh, versions. Now, let me explain Ah, uh, do you remember my sharing about John one eighteen about the bosom? Yes, I know. That that verse is not when he was a baby or he when he was in the in the in the mind of God or he was still part of God, as others have interpreted. Okay, and time have interpreted. Sometimes Elisorian have interpreted. That is not the even Trinitarians as SDA who whom I learned. Busum is really busum, not not uh, sinapupunan or not uh, loins. So Tagalog uh, Tagalog uh, translation is not perfect, okay? Tagalog translation should be seeping or beside busum, okay? Now, if you remember my explanation there, John 1:18's context is not when he was in the in his pre-existence or when he was born as a baby. John 1.18 was when he was already in the ministry. He was already in the ministry. You get a picture? John 1.18's context, he was already declaring who the Father is. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared Him. So, if John 1.18's context was he was already in the ministry, then the fullness of the deity already has indwelt Him. Already has indwelt Him. So there's no problem with monogenes theos. You can apply this theos to the Son. There's no problem because He has the deity of the Father. He is a theophany of the Father. He's the seed of God, but that seed also is God because that seed is no longer just a seed. It became a son. It became a baby. It became a son. That son has inherited the fullness of the Father in Him. So he can be called Theos. He can be called, he can be called Theos. Remember, um, during his ministry, John 10:33, you being a man, make yourself God. He did not deny it. He just he just returned the question back to them. Is it not written, ye are also called gods? The word also is not there, but ye are gods. He was referring, you also can be called gods. <laughs> so he did not contest their term. 
You being a man, callest thyself God. So this is an advanced explanation, okay? That means to say, him during his ministry, after the fullness of the indwelling, the river Jordan, is there's no problem to call him Theos. So this no longer Huyos Theos or there's an invisible preposition of God. We're talking exactly of the, the versions of the Bible today of NIV, Good News, and others that say that Son himself is God. There's no problem because by nature, at that time, he carries the nature of God. So the context of John 1.18 is not when he was still not yet born or he was already just born, but he's already in the ministry. He was declaring who the Father is. No one has seen God at any time. But the only begotten son, the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the Father. Bosom because he was already alive. Because he was the presence of God was already surrounding him. That's why it's bosom. He has declared him. That's just in the ministry. Already in the ministry. Not when he was still uh, a boy. Not when he was still part of the Father as the Logos. We know the seed is the Logos, but that seed has become a man. That's why the the translation of King James, the only begotten son, is correct. You see, he was already there. He's already begotten. He's already a son. Okay. Uh, 13 minutes. Related question, related to the subject, number? 13 minutes. Uh, not, not related. Not related. Even if it's other, uh, not related, I'll try to make it related. <laughs> it's 30 minutes, I have to combine other things. Okay. What are the other questions? Uh, oh, wait. Uh, I have a question that uh, related to the topic. How, how, how do we explain that uh, Jesus Christ is God and the Father is God. How many gods do we have? That's the question. Okay. That's a related question. Okay. Um, so as a beginner, as those who we evangelize from other beliefs or denominations, uh, we just read the scripture that all that Jesus Christ have comes from the Father. So, the deity of the Father comes from Him. So, if you say Jesus Christ is God, for the sake of uh, explanation, His deity does not come from Himself. It comes from the Father. So, that's not... that he, Him being another God is not another uh, co-equal uh, rival God. His equality was given to Him. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Why? Because he he inherited all things. He uh, God exalted him. Uh, Philippians two nine, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That is how Jesus, being God, will not. Christ the Son will not uh, go against God the Father being God. So this is the difference. And of course, you understand homoiosis and homoousius. Homoiosius, when God created Christ, 
he had a similar divinity in him. But God himself, as the Father, being in him, also has this dual nature of Christ being homoousius, exact same nature of God. Um, Hebrews 1.3, hypostasis, the his person of the Father, or the essence of the Father. Okay, so could, uh, another other question? Um, okay, uh, how about the the Holy Spirit? Do we say that the Holy Spirit is also the third person of the Godhead? Okay, okay. We I've explained this before. The right understanding of Trinity and Triunity. But, but, but we, we, we understand the basic doctrine about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. We know that it is the Father and Son uh, become one. But is the Holy Spirit a person? Okay. The Holy Spirit by definition of Tertullian persona, a mask. No problem. Three persons, three masks. Uh, oneness terminology, three offices. Although oneness would debate with Trinity, the person means another being. But the original meaning is not another being, but masks. So actually it agrees with them, they just don't know it. That the terminal, the original terminology. The later terminology, when they say person, it's an independent being. So let me, if we already understand the basic understanding of the Godhead, there's only one God, the Father, in the form of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And there, and He has His Son, whom He indwelt and became one with in the Spirit. And that that's, that's the Spirit that became one is the New Testament Pen, Holy Spirit after Pentecost. So, can we say, uh, if we have the right understanding of the Godhead, can we say there are three persons? There's no problem if you have the right understanding. Can we say that the Holy Spirit is a person? There's no problem. As mask? How about as an independent being? Um, somewhat, I will say. If you have the right understanding of the Godhead. Uh, if you don't have the right understanding of the Godhead, uh, you, could mi- you could misuse the word that, pushing people to further tradi- traditional belief. You have to give them, if we have brethren who understand the complete uh, revelation of the Godhead, then there's no problem using the terminology. Why? The terminology Holy Spirit could be understood as an independent being by pronoun. When Jesus Christ mentioned the Holy Spirit, it's as though it's not Him. Uh, when the Father used that Spirit, or He mentioned the Father, sending the Spirit, it's not the Father. It's not Jesus Christ, it's not the Father. That is what we call a third-person pronoun. By third-person pronoun, it looks like a third person. So, first by pronoun. Let's talk about characteristics. If you combine the two characteristics, He's an independent characteristic. The Holy Spirit is not just the characteristic of God. It's not just the characteristic of the Son, but it is the combination of the two characteristics. So, He has a distinct 
somewhat distinct identity, it just looks like that. It doesn't mean he really is this. He's a different uh, being. It it looks like that he has a distinct characteristic identity from the Father and the Son. If you understand filioque doctrine, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. So the Holy Spirit has the union of the characteristics of the Father and the Son. That's why the Holy Spirit, the, the after Pentecost has a third-person characteristic, third-person identity, seemingly uh, distinct identity, it seems. Okay? It really has, because you combine God-man, uh, God-man, God and man, together, that is his distinction. So this is not being taught in other denominations, or in end time most, mostly. Maybe some few end time may understand this. Uh, but instead of saying Jesus Christ is the God-man, there, well, there's nothing wrong with saying that. Saying the Holy Spirit is the God-man because the Holy Spirit carries this dual nature that makes him a third person of the Trinity. How is it being third? Because of his, of his manifestation. He can, he can humble himself. He can pray. He receives from God, the Father, revelation. And he can be authoritative. He can have the power of God to rule, to judge, to to heal the sick. He has that power. He gives that power. He gives that revelation and he gives that humility. He has this dual nature. This dual nature makes him distinct as a third, like a third person like a third person. So, that is how we can temp, uh, use the traditional terminologies with the right understanding. Okay. A question? Um, how about the Holy Spirit? Uh, when Jesus Christ uh, was not yet uh, ascended upon high, uh, he, in John chapter 20, says, uh, he he wet the disciples, which is the Holy Ghost. Okay, okay. And, but, but, uh, we we know that the Holy Ghost will not come until Pentecost. Uh, uh, yes, if, if 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 Jesus Christ will not not yet be glorified, uh, uh, ascended. Okay, when Jesus Christ said, "Receive ye the Holy Ghost," there are other churches who said that they already received it then. Okay. Uh, particularly the church that I passed through, the local churches of Witness Lee, uh, they teach that when Jesus Christ received the Holy Ghost, that's the time they already received it. Now, this is my answer. That is just a preparatory command. Remember when Christ said, uh, unless He is glorified, uh, He cannot still, He cannot, uh, He cannot pour out the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2.33, that he poured out the Holy Spirit. So wh- why did he say, wait for the power, the, the, the Holy Spirit in the upper room? He, it was not, it's not, not just the power. It's the Holy Spirit itself in the day of Pentecost, Acts 2.33. So when he said, receive ye the Holy Ghost, it's a preparatory command. 
as though like you are receiving a promise that you have a token to receive the promise. So, there, of course, there's another token for the resurrection. So, they receive the promise, they receive the preparatory command, and they have been given also, when Christ said, receive the Holy Ghost, the same time also, the same context of that verse, said that, he said, he told them to wait in the upper room, to wait for the for the Spirit to come down to them. They have not yet or yet understood what the Holy Spirit is. So, it did not come when... He was still on earth. He was yet to ascend up to heaven. So Acts 2.33 and John 7.39 After ascending up on high, then He poured out the Holy Spirit. He instructed them to wait for that Holy Spirit. But in the, in the John 20, uh, Christ uh, uh, gave them the Holy Spirit. He did not say, he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. That's the wording. So when you say, receive ye the Holy Spirit, uh, did they receive immediately? Or was it an instruction to receive it later? Example, Peter said, "Be repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. Did they receive it immediately when Peter said that? No. They still had to undergo some process. The same thing when Christ said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Okay? So they could receive an, an outbreaking anointing. That is a, that's like a token or a coupon that they will later receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the seal of the Holy Spirit. So I hope that made, that's clear. It made that made it clear. Okay. Uh, this this question is not related. So I will ask about the. I want to ask about uh, the the millennium. Uh, is it uh, exactly one thousand years, or just a thousand years? How do you explain the word eight thousand years? And the, the thousand years or article the thousand years. 